0: Fresh off an NFC championship loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Where are the 49ers going to go from here? Are they going to go back with Jimmy G or are they going to go with the rookie? Let's get this started. Welcome, everyone. It's The Daily Podcast with your host, Derek B. Yes, I am still a little upset. I'm going to play some music in the background. This is called Lofi Hip Hop Beat, A Day in a Life, Chill Hip Hop Instrumental. This is a two-hour hip hop beat you can find on YouTube. I'm just going to play this in the background because I don't like the sound of my voice by itself. But yes, we are going to talk about that 20-17 to loss. In the NFC Championship, the 49ers couldn't get it done. So where do they go from here? Do they stick with what they have now with free agency the way it is, with money the way it is? Do we stick with what we have now? We have Debo, who's going to be getting a big contract extension, I hope, because he's you know going to be coming up soon with that free agency market, and we want to definitely try to keep Debo with us. Do we keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Do we start the third round pick who we pretty much gave the barn up for Trey Lance? Or something I said when I did my Facebook live the other night. Do we try to get someone like Aaron Rodgers, maybe even Tom Brady? These local guys who've already shown interest in the past to play with the San Francisco 49ers. So do we get them here? Do we bring them on board? Do we bring them and be a part of the San Francisco 49ers? Maybe have Trey Lance sit behind them for a season. Maybe have them learn, have him learn from a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, just so we can get the best out of Trey Lance. Now remember Steve Young, when he was brought in in the 80s, He sat for, what, three seasons, four seasons? Bill Walsh brought him in, promised him a starting job, and Joe wasn't ready to go. Joe was not ready to go. Now, if you're a young guy like Trey Lance and like, hey, this team who has a good, solid quarterback drafted me at number three of course, this young kid's going to be expected to start. We all expect them to start. We all expect them to be part of this 49er team, whether it's going to be now or the next couple of years. But the question is, where do we go from here? Raheem Mostert, who for some reason, they gave up a lot. They gave a lot of money to to be part of this 49er team, ends up tearing an MCL, ACL, the first week of get the game, decides to get surgery, and he's out the rest of the season. We drafted high. We drafted a first-round running back in Trey Sermon, who saw limited time because the emergence of six-round draft pick Elijah Mitchell came out of nowhere. Second rookie rushing running back, just behind Barry native Najee Harris how cool is that he was drafted in the sixth round Sixth round we drafted Trey Sermon in the first round we drafted Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round and he's ends up becoming second rookie rusher in the NFL the only time he was the only reason why he was second is because he was injured and sat out for maybe one or two games so just imagine if he played all 18 games all 18 games and I don't even think they put him in, right? I think they put him in in like the second week or the third week because they were banking on Trey Sermon. So do we keep Mostert for next season? Do we sign him for a big deal? Do we take Mostert, package him with Jimmy G, have him go somewhere? I read online today that if the Niners were willing to to get rid of Jimmy G. And let's just say they're going to go and try to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers already made it clear. Wherever he goes, Devontae Adams is coming with him. So who do we got to give up if we wanted an Aaron Rodgers and a Devontae Adams? Who? Who? I'm pretty sure you're going to have to give up someone like Debo, which I'm not going to give up. You're going to have to give up maybe a Brandon Ayuk. This this will be my package to Green Bay. I'm going to give you Jimmy G, Brandon Ayuk, which I don't, you know, I'm not fond with, but... And Mostert. I give you three for the two that, you know... That I'll try to get. I will try to get Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers to play with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, if we got rid of Ayuk, we still have Juwan Jennings. We still have Debo. And I'm pretty sure we can draft the rookie wide receiver coming out of the 2022 draft class. I'm sure we can. Now, this is again just pulling teeth, right? This is, I'm just pulling as far as I can. I'm trying to think of what the 49ers can do for next season. Will they keep, I'm almost certain that Jimmy G's out the door. I'm almost certain. I I don't think the Niners gave up all that draft capital to move up in the draft pick just to draft Trey Lance at number three just to have him sit. Now, remember, Steve Young, I'm going to keep going back to Steve Young because that was the last time we had some kind of quarterback controversy here in San Francisco. Bill Walsh traded for uh, Steve Young, who was playing for Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the time, because, you know, Steve Young was young. He was, he was, a, he had a good arm and he can scramble. Joe brought us to two Super Bowls. Um, and was Joe cool the whole time? It's kind of the same situation we're here now, Right. Jimmy Garoppolo's brought us to two NFC championships. Won one. Lost the Super Bowl. Was it really that quarterback that you could count on in certain situations? Since we've had him, I, I would say the turning point of his career is that week three against Kansas City when he tore his ACL and he was out for the whole year. I think that was it. I think that I don't I don't know of that change to Jimmy Garoppolo that we wanted that we traded highly for. We gave up a couple second round picks, maybe even a third round pick to New England to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Then here we are. Years later, trying to figure out who are we going to get for Jimmy G? Are we keeping Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he going to stay with the 49ers? Has he proven enough to the front office that he's a good enough quarterback to be with the 49ers? A lot of people say he fits in with Kyle Shanahan's system. I don't think he does. And that's another direction. Kyle Shanahan, do do they stick with him? I know they just gave him an extension. Him and John Lynch got an extension for who knows how many more years. But do we stick with Kyle Shanahan? His coaching style is, I mean, we'll go back to when he was an offensive coordinator for Atlanta Falcons and blew, what is it, a 21-point lead? He blew a 21-point lead. Couldn't score another touchdown because all he wanted to do was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's the year Atlanta Falcons had. Was, did they, I forget who their running back was. But they had a really good, solid running back, but not good enough to where he can just end the game. So New England comes running back. New England ends up winning the Super Bowl. And that's what happened to us when we played Kansas City. We had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Could even be a 21-point lead. That's one of those things that I try not to remember anymore, but it could even be a 21-point lead. Couldn't hold that lead. You can't blame the defense. We had a solid defense that year. The force Buckner was still here. Eric Armstead. We still had. We had a solid defense. So, do we throw the blame on Kyle Shanahan? Maybe his play calling is not the way we would like his play calling to be. Who do we blame? Maybe Jimmy G, maybe the offense that Kyle Shanahan was running is not strong enough for Jimmy G to play in. I don't mean like strong enough as an arm strength. I just don't think Jimmy G has that. I don't want to say the quarterback IQ because I'm not a quarterback. I know for sure I don't have a quarterback IQ, but we've seen plays, especially this season, where he just forces the ball to a person who's either double, triple, coverage. He blows wide open passes. There was a pass in the NFC Championship game where Kittle was wide open and had nothing but green grass in front of him. And he overthrew Kittle. Luckily, it was not an interception. Luckily, no one picked it off. And we'll go back to that Super Bowl where everyone's saying Emmanuel Sanders cut his route, and if it wasn't for Emmanuel Sanders, we would have won the Super Bowl. But that goes back to Jimmy, too. Maybe if Jimmy G throws the ball perfectly, Emmanuel Sanders wouldn't have to chase the ball down the way he did. I don't know. We're all trying to blame one person. We're all trying to blame... Everybody. I mean, we're trying to blame Jimmy. We're trying to blame Kyle. I know I'm doing that. I'm blaming Jimmy. I'm blaming Kyle. I'm blaming De- Demarco Ryan's the the defensive coordinator. And that's another thing that the Niners need to fix. They need to fix that secondary. They don't have one lockdown corner yet. Yeah, their safeties are good. Their safeties are good, except for that Jaworski tart and that miss. Interception. That's what you get Josh guitar. That missed interception that you could have took. Intercepted the ball. We marched down the field. Game over. Could have done that. But that didn't happen. Did not happen. So what's next? What's next with the 49ers? Where do they go? What do they do with Jimmy? What do they do with Kyle Shanahan? Do they keep Kyle Shanahan? Does Kyle Shanahan, is he the play caller for next season? Is he the reason why Jimmy didn't do so well in this offense? I mean, when he had Matt Ryan in Atlanta, Matt Ryan shined. Matt Ryan was in his late 30s, maybe even his early 40s. And with Kyle Shanahan calling the offense, Matt Ryan shined. It was Matt Ryan and Drew Brees that season that everybody's like, these two old men are going to go at it. And I think they played in the NFC Championship too that year also. That's when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. That won him the job to come to the San Francisco 49ers to give this offense some kind of boost And yeah, I'm spoiled. Yeah, I like the glory days. A lot of people are angry with me because they keep saying, you keep going back to the Montana Rice era, the Steve Young Rice era. Because that's the last time they won a Super Bowl. That's the last time they were dominant. Hell, I'm not expecting them to go undefeated the whole season. I'm not expecting them to go, what, now with 18 games I'm not expecting them to go 18 and oh, 17 and 1, 16 and 2. I'm not expecting that. What was the record this year? 9 and 7? Is that what their, their record was? It was 9 and 7, right? Was it 9 and 7? We had a chance to do something different this year. They were 10 and 7 this year. Battled their way all the way to pretty much to the top. LA Rams finished with 12 and 5, Arizona 11 and 6, Seattle was 7 and 10. We made it all the way to 10 and 7 and made it as a wild card team where we beat Dallas, who won the NFC East. We beat Dallas with a 12 and 5 record. We got past the number one seed, Green Bay Packers, who had a 13-4 and record. And we couldn't beat our foe, our Southern California rivals, the Los Angeles Rams. Green Bay, we won because of defense and special teams. Dallas, we won because of Dat Prescott and his, I don't know what he was thinking, What was going through his head, running the ball with seven seconds left in the middle of the field without even trying to get to the sidelines. So you can't say the Niners really won those games. They got lucky. They got lucky. They got lucky with Green Bay. No offensive thing going on whatsoever. If it wasn't for that block punt that Jordan Willis did and Talanoa Hufunga. Hufunga! grabbed and got that touchdown, we never would have won that game. Never would have won that game. And then here we are yesterday, struggling the whole game, struggling the whole time, trying to come up from a 2017 deficit. And Jimmy Garoppolo gets happy feet like he usually does. Couldn't figure out where the, where he wanted to throw the ball. Didn't know what he wanted to do. It's just difficult to watch. So that's why I keep going back to the Montana Rice, Steve Young Rice era. Because those days when the 49ers lost, and this goes back to the then Patriots of Tom Brady's era, right? When you hear the Patriots lose, it was like kind of a shocker. When you hear the Niners back then lost, it was kind of a shocker. We were like, whoa, the Niners lost. Whoa, the Niners lost to this team. Whoa, the Niners lost to this team. It was a shocker. But this era 49ers, the Jimmy G era, if they lost, it was kind of like, eh, all right. Eh. If they won, it was more of a shocker. It was more of a surprise. It was more of a wow. They beat this team. Wow. But then. When it comes to the games that matters. When it comes to the game. Like the NFC championship. When the game matters. They couldn't. They couldn't pull through. They couldn't do what. Needed to be done. NFC Championship in SoFi, Los Angeles. Niner Nation came through. The Niners came, the Niner fans, the faithful. They called it Red Out SoFi or something like that. Like Red Out SoFi. I forgot what they said. But they did. The fans did what they needed to do. We came out there. Like we did in week 18. Week 18, the 49er fans came out there and they made the Rams feel like they were playing an away game. Last night, Jimmy Garoppolo says he's been playing hurt because of that thumb for the past three weeks. So that kind of makes me upset because if he's been playing hurt for three weeks then why didn't they put in Trey Lance? I mean, that just shows you that is Kyle Shanahan a good enough coach for the San Francisco 49ers because of what he did by keeping a hurt Jimmy G, trying to make a simple play for Jimmy G, little toss plays, little this, little that. Let Debo do all the work. Let's throw a five-yard hitch to Debo and let Debo run the whole way. That's pretty much what Kyle Shanahan wanted from Debo Samuel. Did he get it? Yeah. Debo Debo was a beast this season. He played running back. He played wide receiver. He played kick returner. And I'm pretty sure there was one game this season where he played a punt returner. He played a quarterback. He threw a touchdown against Dallas. Was that against the Rams? Maybe it was against the Rams. Week 18, he threw a touchdown to Jawan Jennings. So you can't say it was all bad, but just the play calling when you had Jimmy, when he had the ball, when, when he looked sharp, he looked sharp. I'll go back to that week 18 game against the Rams. We were down fourth quarter. There was like 30 seconds left. Everybody knew the game was over. Everybody, and all you guys out there who says, what kind of faithful are you? I was a faithful living the truth. We saw the way Jimmy G plays. We seen the way he's been playing this whole time he's been with the 49ers. And the whole time he's been with the 49ers, he's never really helped us with a comeback. That 2019 season when they went to the Super Bowl and they ran over everybody. Who won the games for them? Mostert run the game, won the games for them. Raheem Mostert ran all over everyone during the 2019 season. When we beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship here in Levi Stadium, it was Mostert's reason why we won. It wasn't Jimmy's reason. Jimmy never. The Niners, the 2019 Niners, they won the season because they took the lead. They had the lead, built up a big lead, and that was it. That's why Jimmy shined in the 2019 season. Everyone says he brought you to the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Coleman, the running backs, Kittle, brought us to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G all he did was throw a dump 5-yard dump pass and let everyone else do the work. That's all he had to do. But when it comes to coming from behind, let's let Jimmy come from behind. We never saw him come from behind at all. And when he did, did we have faith in him? When he did come from behind, did we say yes? Jimmy's that type of guy that can come from behind and I have faith in him. No, he wasn't a Joe Montana. He wasn't a Steve Young, where if you needed them to come from behind, you can count on them from coming behind, even like an Aaron Rodgers or or a Tom Brady. Now, even someone like Matthew Stafford. You got this young kid, Joe Burrow, who's proving himself as a comeback guy. As much as I don't like Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes you can count on as a comeback quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is showing his true colors, though. A lot of people are figuring him out, so it's for a different podcast. But I'm just saying, the reason why we were good in 2019 is because we took a big lead. We always took a big lead, and the defense stepped up and stopped the team from either coming back or making it a game. That's what we did in the Super Bowl. We took a big lead, but the defense didn't step up that time. But when it comes to coming from behind, week 18, this season, Jimmy shocked a lot of people. That's why a lot of people are like, Eric, you're you're not a true faithful if you're saying the game was over. I mean, there was 30 seconds left. And the 49ers were down and needed a touchdown, not a field goal. They needed a touchdown to win the game. And you had to count on Jimmy G to make smart decision plays to go down there. Yes, he did. He made smart decision plays. And that's what shocked me. It didn't sell me. It shocked me. It surprised me. It surprised me that he brought us back down by four points. And we end up winning that game to give us a playoff berth to go play against the Dallas Cowboys. He shocked me. He surprised me. And I'm pretty sure he surprised a lot of the faithfuls out there as well. Steve Young, if you ever watch any of his comments, he's always saying it's time to play Trey Lance. The few times that we see Trey last Lance this season, we've seen a little burst of some kind of something. We've seen that potential that this number three draft pick that we have has. I think he's ready. I think he's ready. With the salary cap that we have this season, with all the money that we need to spend to keep certain players, like Adebo Samuel, I think we can't afford an Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we can afford... A Tom Brady. Now, if Tom Brady says, hey, I'll take a pay cut just to play for San Francisco. If he says that, then why not take him? Remember, that year that he went to Tampa Bay, the year that he left New England, everybody was like, Brady to the Niners, Brady to the Niners, Brady to the Niners. And Kyle Shanahan said, no, that's not going to happen. We're not getting Brady. What did he do? He won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. All he did was he brought Rob Gronkowski out of retirement, kept the team that was already there, and won Tampa Bay a Super Bowl. That's how good Brady is. And everybody in San Francisco was like, what if he came to the Niners that season? He could have won us a Super Bowl. We had everything he needed. We had Debo. We have Ayuk. We have Kittle. Would he have brought back Gronk to play for the 49ers? We had all the elements that Brady needed. We had the defense. The line, the offensive line's a little sketchy. That could have done a little work. But we had everything he needed to win us a Super Bowl. But we decided, or not we, but the 49er organization decided, let's stick it out with Jimmy. And 2020-21 season was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the season where we we're seeing like Nick Mullins and, and CJ Bethard half the season. And it was one of those seasons where like, oh God, how much more? How much more can we take with this? How much more can, can we have with these two guys? But again, it goes back to, is it Kyle Shanahan's play calling? Is it just too complicated for certain quarterbacks to learn? Is it? I, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Is it too complicated? During the draft, we had a choice between Justin Fields... Mac Jones and Trey Lance, those were the top three that the 49ers were gonna think about getting. Out of the three, I loved Trey Lance in the beginning. I already said this is gonna be the new quarterback for the 49ers. He has wheels, he has an arm, but I also liked Mac Jones because Mac Jones is one of those quarterbacks that can just sit in the pocket, look for a receiver that's open. And even he could even run the ball if if needed. But we ended up with Trey Lance, who I would like to see fit in this 49ers offense. Who I would love to see Kyle Shanahan finally find a quarterback that can run his system. When Patrick Mahomes took over after Alex Smith got hurt, Patrick Mahomes took over that Kansas City offense and he sat behind Alex Smith for one year or two years forgot what it was but he sat behind and watched and learned Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years and look at the quarterback that he's become we'll even go as far as Tom Brady Tom Brady sat one or two years who's the quarterback Back then I I forget who who the quarterback was for the green that's how long it was that's how long Tom Brady's been in in the league that I don't even remember the quarterback that was the quarterback before Tom Brady I'm pretty sure I'll think about it I'm pretty sure I'll be like oh man that's who the quarterback was but it's one of those things where you have to let these quarterbacks sit first so it makes me wonder when Jimmy Garoppolo was sitting behind Tom Brady Watching that Bill Belichick offense, watching that Tom Brady surgeon when it comes to football terms, was he paying attention? Was he watching everything Tom Brady was doing? Was he paying attention to everything Tom Brady was saying, doing? Or was he just like, I'm a pretty boy and I can get as many girls as I want? Is that what he was doing? Sounds like that's what he was doing. Because he comes to the 49ers, and when they finally put him in and they add him to our offense, he won the last three or four games the 49ers had. He won those last three games. Did a good job. They brought him in the next season. Won the first two games. And then he tore his ACL. And then that was it. That's all she wrote. So it just makes me wonder, was Jimmy G paying attention behind Tom Brady? Was Jimmy G focused on becoming a good quarterback? Or was he just like, yeah, I'll wait till this guy decides to retire and just get these free Super Bowl rings that I'm going to keep getting because Tom's just going to keep winning them for me. How many Super Bowl rings does Jimmy Garoppolo has as a backup? Two? I'd say two, two or three, but he has a Super Bowl ring. He's the only T person on the San Francisco 49ers that has a Super Bowl ring, unearned Super Bowl ring, but he has a Super Bowl ring. Then here we are with him for the past four or five seasons. Hasn't really shown us anything except for that week 18 game where he showed a lot of heart. Showed a lot of passion, showed a lot of compassion, showed a lot of determination. But I'll tell you right now, heart's not going to win us football games. Heart is not going to win us a lot of football games. You need the mindset. You need the skill set. You need to know where you're going to throw the ball. Know if you're going to dump the ball or throw the ball away. Know when you're going to get sacked. Take the sack, not throw an interception. Don't force any throws. And that's something Jimmy G had a habit of doing. And again, you guys are going to come out to me and you guys are going to say, well, you know, you try playing quarterback. My answer is going to be no. That's why I'm sitting here doing a podcast. Because I am not a quarterback. I'm not. And if I did play in the NFL and had some kind of NFL anything what's going on whatsoever, It wouldn't be on the offense at all. If I had a shot to be in the NFL, I'll be the smallest middle linebacker you'll see out there. I'll hit you hard. I'll make you respect me. But I'm not playing offense. No way. The only time my hands will become an offensive guy is if there's a fumble or if I get an interception and all of a sudden I'm the offensive guy trying to get a touchdown. Other than that, no way. So don't go ragging on me later on saying that, well, you try playing quarterback. No, I'm not. Because I know I won't do a good job. I don't have the skill set as Jimmy G. Remember, Jimmy G was a linebacker in college. High school and college, he was a linebacker. And then they, they put him up to be a quarterback. So he wasn't like Tom Brady, who was already a quarterback going into college. He wasn't like an Aaron Rodgers who they already said, we're going to make you a quarterback. Jimmy G was a linebacker who they turned into a quarterback. So if you're a quarterback from high school, Pop Warner, high school, college, NFL, then you're a quarterback. But if you're a linebacker, then converted into a quarterback, skill set is not really there. The skill set is not there. Now it's easy for a wide receiver to convert into a running back like Debo, or vice versa, a running back into a wide receiver, because all you have to do is either catch the ball or run the ball. You don't have to read certain defenses. You have to know where to go or where to sit, you know, if there's a zone defense. But Jimmy G, I don't know, man. He's a you know. I'm going to feel bad once he's gone. I I am. I'm going to feel bad once he's gone. I'm going to be one of those guys where a lot of you guys are going to say, are you happy he's gone? I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, he had big shoes to fill. He did. Anybody that comes into the San Francisco 49ers, whether you were Jeff Garcia, whether you're Trent Dilfer, who we had for a little bit, Tim Rattay. I'm going to go, you know, throw these names out there. You have big shoes to fill. You do. Jimmy Garoppolo had big shoes to fill. He had to try to prove himself to say he was ready to be an NFL quarterback. He was ready to fill the shoes that Joe and Steve left for him to fill. But he didn't fill them. He didn't do a good enough job for us to say, This is the quarterback of our future. This is the quarterback that's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. This is the quarterback that the quarterback is going to be for us to watch, for us to stand behind for who knows how many years. Because we just didn't have, I, when I say we, I'm speaking about me. I didn't have faith in him. I didn't have faith in him. A lot of people would ask me all the time, how's the 49ers going to do this weekend? My answer to them all the time, you guys know, for you guys who listen to the podcast, you guys know my answer always is, it depends on which 49er team shows up today. Because that's the truth. Which 49er team is going to show up today? And I have this running joke. I have this, when... These guys these 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 guys on the internet when they decided to make certain quarterbacks and certain players in the NFL look fat they had one of Jimmy G they had a fat looking Jimmy G so every time Jimmy G played terrible i would say oh fat jimmy's playing again fat jimmy's playing again and this whole season was a roller coaster season for a lot of 49 er faithfuls We didn't know whether Fat Jimmy was playing or we didn't know whether Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. We didn't know. We put our trust in Kyle Shanahan. We put our trust in the system. We put our trust in everything that they were supposed to do, but we didn't know which 49er team was going to show up. Even when it came to the defense, we didn't know which defense was going to show up for the 49ers. We didn't. I didn't know which defense was going to show up. I didn't know which offense was going to show up. So it was a roller coaster season for me. Roller coaster season. On the upside, moving forward to next season, we do have a lot of young players that we can count on. Again, we have Trey Lance, we have Trey Sermon, we have Elijah Mitchell, Jamichael Hasty, Brandon Ayuk. Talanoa Hufunga on the defensive side. We have all these guys that we look forward to being part of this young 49er squad. Now, whether they're going to do something solid, whether they're going to do something good for the 49ers, whether they're going to make an impact for the 49ers, only time can tell. Does Trent Williams come back and become our left tackle? Does he? Do we still keep George Kittle? If, if uh, Jimmy goes, does George Kittle go too? Could that be a trade package? Could it? This is our running back. This is our running back crew this season we had trent cannon who pretty much played um, special teams the whole time elijah mitchell was our starter trey sermon who didn't play the whole season or didn't play that many games raheem mostert who was an injured reserve jeff wilson jr who showed some kind of skills Jamichael hasty kyle you as is our fullback if we keep this squad next season Diners' running game will be crazy. If we look at our running, our wide receivers, we have Brandon Ayuk, Travis Benjamin, Richie James, who was hurt most of the season, Juwan Jennings, Keyshawn Johnson, not the Keyshawn Johnson that we know of, different Keyshawn Johnson, Debo Samuel, Sanu was even there, and Trent Shelfield. This is a good group of wide receivers. Do we keep them? Next season. Do you package, again, do you package? What's his name? Do you package Kittle with with uh, Garoppolo? You might get a little bit more if you do. Our D-line, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Samson Ebukon, Kevin Givens, Maurice Hurst, DJ Jones, Andre Key, Jordan Willis. Are these guys coming back next season? If we can keep our front line together, maybe add a, another, another middle line, lineman, maybe another edge rusher on the other side of Bosa, maybe bring Bosa's brother over. We'll be a solid line again. Our linebackers, Al Shahir, Greenlaw, Marcel Harris, Fred Warner, these guys were solid. Demetrius Flangen Foles, also solid. Then we have our secondary. This is where we need help. We need help. Hufunga is a strong safety. Dante Johnson was a cornerback, free safety, and also played linebacker sometimes. Lenore, Mosley, Norman. Aubrey Thomas is our rookie, Kaywan Williams. These guys, we need to figure out what we're gonna do with them. Jawashki Tart, Jimmy Ward our safeties with Hofunga. They can stay. They can stay. Jimmy Ward, I would start Jawashki Tart and Hofunga next season. Jimmy Ward's a little small on that, on that safety position. A free safety, strong safety position, 5'11, 195 pounds. When you got Hufwanga and you got Jawashi six footers, 200 pounds. But as far as the cornerback, Josh Norman's been in the league for 10 years, but he still plays like he's a rookie. Lenore is a rookie that we can still kind of fix. Ivory Thomas is a rookie that we can still kind of fix. Does the 49ers, do we keep Robbie Gold? It's another one. Robbie Gold is our go-to guy. But if he's tired of being on a losing team, and I'm saying losing team like Detroit, sorry, Detroit fans, but what happens to Robbie Gold next season? Do we keep Robbie Gold? Does Robbie Gold say, I'm done. I won't be here no more. What happens then? October 3rd, let's go back to the beginning of the season. We take a loss in Seattle, 28-21. Next game against the Cardinals, we take a loss, 17-10. The Colts came out of nowhere and killed us. 30 to 18. I would think that's the only blowout the 49ers has ever had in their in their season now. Colts kills us out of nowhere. We travel to Chicago. We beat Chicago 33-22. Arizona comes to us. We lose to Arizona again. 31-17. We beat the Rams 31-10. That was that week where um, Jawashki Tart just had a crazy, crazy first half. We beat the Rams 31-10. We beat Jacksonville 30-10. We beat Minnesota 34-26. That game surprised me because Kirk Cousins is not a quarterback that will just fall just like that but we beat Minnesota we lose to Seattle 30 to 23 that I don't understand how we did cuz they're Seattle terrible but we 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 lose to Seattle we beat Cincinnati by 3 26 to 23 that's why I was kind of hoping the Niners made the Super Bowl because we had their number Atlanta comes in we beat Atlanta 31 13 we lose to Tennessee 20 to 17 Then we we go on a four game win streak. Houston 23 17, Rams 27 24, Dallas 23 17, Green Bay 13 10. And then we lose in the NFC Championship. Last game of the regular season, we beat Dallas or we beat the Rams. We beat Dallas in the wildcard. We beat Green Bay. And we lose in the NFC Championship. So again, what does the 49ers do? Where does the 49ers go from here? What is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's plan moving forward? What do we do? What does the 49ers do? It's hard to be a faithful when you're doing everything you can and you're, you're rooting for the right team. I mean, I'm not an executive for the 49ers. I don't do any of the play calling. I'm a couch potato coach, like I said in my live stream yesterday. But sometimes you need that person that can look from the outside and look in. You need that person. I don't know if the 49ers have that. Do they have a player personnel consultant that looks from the outside and says, hey, this is not happening right this is not going right this is what you need to do you have coaches and the coaches should be seeing that I coach a high school football team I'm one of the de- I'm a defensive coordinator for the high school football team but if I see something not right on the offensive side I will let the offensive coordinator know hey that doesn't look right and I expect them to do the same thing to me If they see something that's not going right on my end, on my defensive side, I expect them to say, Eric, this is not going right. This needs to be fixed. I expect that. I want them to do that. Now, are they doing that for the 49ers? Is anybody in the 49ers telling Kyle Shanahan, hey, coach, this doesn't look right? Hey, coach, this needs to be fixed. Hey, coach, is anybody doing that for Kyle Shanahan? And if they are, is Kyle Shanahan listening? Is Kyle Shanahan going, yeah, I'll take that. I'll listen to you. I'll definitely fix that later on. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they need that person outside looking in to help them out for next season. Maybe they do. And if they do, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to do that for you guys. I'll take the minimum salary or whatever that salary is. I'm not going to ask for millions. Take the minimum, whatever the minimum is. But in all seriousness, what does the 49ers do in this offseason? Where do we go from here? Does D'Amico Ryans leave for head coaching job? Does Kyle Shanahan keep his head coaching job? That's another thing we got to look at. If D'Amico Ryans does leave, then what do we get? We got to start all over again. We got to start from scratch. And starting from scratch is not fun. Starting from scratch on a defensive coordinator is not fun. It's not, unless you can bring in an experienced defensive coordinator, someone who's been around the block for a while. DeMarco Ryans was the linebackers coach last season. Then when Rob Sala left, DeMarco Ryans got promoted to be D coordinator. And now he's supposedly one of the names out there to be a head coach somewhere. So if he does leave, then what? Where does the 49ers go? Who do they Who do they have? Do they, again, promote from within? Or do they decide to just say, let's get an experience D I think that's where they should go. I think they need to get an experience if D'Amico Ryans leaves, if he leaves. If he doesn't leave... I'm fine with him. He can do he can fix the offense that we have or the defense that we have right now and go from there. But if he does leave, I think the 49ers needs to try to find a way to get an experienced defensive coordinator. And there's going to be a lot out there. There's going to be a lot out there. Tampa Bay, Kansas City. There's a lot out there. There's going to be a lot of a lot of openings for a defensive coordinator position, but I don't know. This has been a nice long. What if not the Marvel's? What if, but the daily podcast with Eric B. What if, what if what's going to happen? Where does the 49ers go from here? Where does Jimmy G go from here? Is Trey Lance the future of the 49ers? What's going to happen? You know what I want to see happen? This is just me speaking. The other, and last night or in the NFC Championship games and games even before that, I've seen Keena Turner, linebacker, 49er legend, Keena Turner sitting on the sidelines. I don't know if he's an advocate for the 49ers. I don't know if he's a consultant for the 49ers. I don't know if he's a coach for the 49ers. But I've seen him sitting in the sidelines all the time in his 49er gear and 49er sweaters, helping out. I'm not sure with who, but he's sitting there helping out. I want to see more of that. Steve Young, Joe Montana, maybe you can help out these quarterbacks. Maybe Jeff Garcia, maybe you can come out and help these quarterbacks. Maybe. That's all I want to see. Old Niners, come out. Brent Jones, I know you're not doing anything. Maybe you can come out and help. Joe Staley, who lost a lot of weight, if you guys haven't seen him, lost a lot of weight, looking good. Joe Staley. Maybe you guys can reach out to the 49ers organization and say, hey, let me help you guys get back on where you need to be. Let me be that guy that'll make a big difference in these young guys and these rookies and everything that needs to be, maybe, maybe that's what you guys should do. But in, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, this has just been a been big, what if, what's going to happen? Where are we going? What's the 49 is going to look like next year? Where does Jimmy G go? Leave me comments. Let me know what you think is going to happen with the 49ers. Let me know where you think Jimmy G is going to go. Let me know what you think Trey Lance is going to do in the future. Let me know. Leave me comments down below. Let me know. If you guys haven't donated on my Patreon, I definitely... Would ask nicely if you guys can help me out with my Patreon page. I leave links to my Patreons down below in the description. That just helps me out, helps me, helps you give you guys content like this and helps me put more things into what I need to put in when it comes to doing the daily podcast with me, Eric B. But this has been fun. This has been kind of a rant on my end. And I apologize for the rant. I apologize for this that I'm going through. I apologize. But not one time did I say congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams and congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. It will be a fun Super Bowl to watch. Um, Who am I going to root for? If you guys watched my live stream last night, I don't like either team. I don't. I don't like either team. I don't like definitely not an L.A. team. But I do like Matthew Stafford. I do like um, Aaron Donald. And I do like Cooper Cup. So for those guys' sake, I hope they can pull out a victory. But I can care less who wins. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials just like everyone else. And the halftime show. It's going to be a West Coast halftime show, right? Right? Hoping for an NWA reunion. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we see Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, maybe DJ Yella. Rest in peace, Eazy-E. So I'm hoping to see MC Ren, you guys, anyone else? I forgot the NWA. I'm hoping to see an NWA reunion. So until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sitting here. It's almost been an hour on this podcast rant. What will the 49ers do next season? What's their off-season plan? Let me know what you guys think. But until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. The podcast has ended, guys. Go in peace. Again, if you guys want to download or upload Lofi Hip Hop Beat, A Day in the Life Chill Hop Instrumental on YouTube, you guys can go ahead and do that. But what I'm really sad about is we have to wait till preseason to hear Greg Papa say...